Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers who have been called by God to live the lives we were created to live, commanded by God to love beyond the limits of our prejudices, and commissioned by God to serve, called to live, commanded to love, commissioned to serve, It is what we do. It is who we are. It is how we show up in the world. And if you can't remember all of that, then we live, we love, and we serve. Um, And so I invite you to embody that and take that with you, not just for today, but for every day of your life. Um, And so there is a scripture this morning that I want to share with you, uh, and it can be found in the book of Exodus. Uh, Yes, that's the second book of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus. Easy to find, but certainly easier if you have your uh, mobile device. Um, And so we want to start in chapter two, uh, starting at the first verse. And it reads, Now a man from the house of Levi went and married a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a fine baby, She hid him three months. When she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and plastered it with bitumen and pitch. She put the child in it and placed it among the reeds on the bank of the river. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river while her attendants walked beside the river. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her maid to bring it. When she opened it, she saw the child. He was crying and she took pity on him. This must be one of the Hebrews' children, she said. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, yes. So the girl went and called the child's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child and nurse it for me and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed it. When the child grew up, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and she took him as her son. She named him Moses because she said, I drew him out of the water. Let's pray. Thank you, God. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise for it was grace 
that bought my liberty. I do not know just how God came to love us so. God looked beyond all of our faults and saw our needs. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, God. We give you honor, God. We give you glory. We give you praise. We are so grateful to be alive one more day, God. Grateful for life and for health and for strength. God, grateful that you know us and that you see us and that you hear us when we pray. God, we thank you that this worship experience is already blessed because your spirit is infused into it and into each of us. And so God, we would pray that we would be able to open our ears and our hearts, our minds, our spirits, and our souls, that we might receive a word from you and not just receive it, God, but to respond to it in obedience. We are so grateful on today. And God, I just pray that you would allow your children to hear you more than they see me. Increase and stand tall in me, O oh God, that we might be forever changed in your mighty and matchless name. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. And we say together, amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I just want to read that scripture again one more time in your hearing uh, from the Message Bible. And it reads, a man from the family of Levi married a Levite woman. The woman became pregnant and had a son. She saw that there was something special about him and she hid him. She hid him for three months. When she couldn't hide him any longer, she got a little basket boat made of papyrus waterproofed it with tar and pitch and placed the child in it. Then she set it afloat in the reeds at the edge of the Nile. The baby's older sister found herself a vantage point a little way off and watched to see what would happen to him. Pharaoh's daughter came down to the Nile to bathe. Her maiden strolled on the bank. She saw the basket boat floating in the reeds and sent her maid to get it. She opened it and saw the child, a baby, crying. Her heart went out to him. She said, this must be one of the Hebrew babies. Then his sister was brought before her. Do you want me to go and get a nursing mother from among the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Pharaoh's daughter said, yes, go. The girl went and called the child's mother. Pharaoh's daughter told her, take this baby and nurse him for me. I'll pay you. The woman took the child and nursed him. After the child was weaned, 
She presented him to Pharaoh's daughter who adopted him as her son. She named him Moses saying, I pulled him out of the water. Amen. The word is already blessed. Thanks be to God. When I was thinking about this story and I was thinking about this pandemic that we're in the middle of, it made me think about one of my favorite movies. Uh, certainly it's a movie from way back in the day, but I hope it's one that you'll recognize. It's called The Matrix. Uh, and I love that movie because The Matrix is a movie about becoming. It's a movie about evolution. Um, it's about a man who didn't know who he was, didn't know the power he possessed. And throughout the movie, he began to learn more and more of his strength, more and more of his power, more and more of his purpose. And it hits me in, in this moment because many of us are still in the process of evolving. Regardless of what's going on around us, sometimes what's more important is what's going on within us. Um, and so I love this movie. I love watching him become what they called the one. We watched him learn Kung Fu, um, saw him dodge bullets, saw him rescue Morpheus, putting his own life at risk. And so just when you were getting to the point where you were starting to believe in who Neo was, here comes Agent Smith, who then shoots him. He shoots him not only once, but he continues to shoot him over and over and over again to the point where we see Neo even look at himself and saw himself bleeding to the point that the bullets were so intense that had drove him to the wall behind him. And then we saw him slide down that water wall, leaving stains of blood on the wall. I don't know about you, but I remember when I saw that for the first time, I was in the movie theater and I was devastated. I could not believe this man who had come so far that his life would be eclipsed like that by Agent Smith. Um, and when I thought about that, um, I thought about how sometimes in the midst of what we're going through, we can get to the point where we are just shocked um, about what's going on and may even feel hopeless. I remember um, looking at Morpheus and, and looking at Trinity and how both of them um, were in disbelief. They could not believe uh, that Neo, who they thought was the one, had gone down like this. There was no life in him. There was no breath in him. As a matter of fact, his lifeline went flat um, on the screen um, and he lay there on the floor. We presumed him to be dead. Um, but then you realize, right, that it wasn't over. It wasn't over because the movie wasn't over. There was still more to come. And in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic, we have to remember that is not over. It is not over. There is still more to come. Um, sometimes we focus so much on what we don't have that we forget about what we do have. So much we're focused on death that we forget about the life that we've been called to live. Uh, it was, it seemed like a hopeless situation in that movie. And, and for some of us, sometimes this situation, as we wake up day to day with the challenges of this global pandemic, and sometimes it can seem hopeless. Um, even in this text, when I see this mother who's giving birth in such a turbulent time, I wonder for her if it seemed hopeless. 
um, if it seemed like there would be no way out. See, what, what had happened was this king had rose up in Egypt, a king who didn't know Joseph, or at least he pretended that he didn't know Joseph. And, and Joseph had favor with the pharaohs of the past, but did not have favor with this pharaoh. And generations had passed, um, and, and he began to feel a little intimidated about the Israelites and how fast they were growing um, and thought that he, they might join forces with their enemies and try to defeat the Egyptians. And so because this Pharaoh was so intimidated, he forced the uh, Israelites into hard labor, made them work um, so difficult, so hard for them, made their life just living turmoil. Um, and trying to stop them from continuing to multiply. But the more he oppressed them, guess what? The more they multiplied to the extent that then he went and called on two Hebrew midwives, Shipra and Puah. He called them into him and said, listen, uh, when the Hebrew women have their children, uh, if it's a girl, let her live. But if it's a boy, I need you to kill him. So he was pulling these Hebrew midwives into his plot to destroy uh, the Israelites, to destroy uh, the Hebrews. But don't you know those Hebrew midwives refused to bow down and do what Pharaoh told them to do? You know, when I think about this story, so often we focus on Moses and the birth of Moses um, and the life of Moses. But what I see in this text is a community that came together to give Moses life. Yes, his mother gave birth to him, but this community of women around him gave him life. Shipra and Pua gave him life because they had the courage to stand up to the king. When he was trying to get them uh, to commit genocide, help him in this effort to commit genocide or infanticide, they stood up to him and they said no. And so in saying no to Pharaoh, they allowed this woman, Jacobin, Moses' mother, to give birth to him. And so I look at them and I say, you know what? They didn't give him birth, but they gave him life. They gave him life because of their courage. And even in the midst of this global pandemic, you can still give life. You can give life through courage, through speaking up, through saying the right thing, through encouraging someone to believe in the possibilities that are abounding. Uh, we may not always be able to give birth, but we can certainly give life. Shipra and Pua weren't the only ones that gave Moses life. His mother, even though she birthed him, she also gave him life um, because once she gave birth to him and saw that he was a fine baby, the text says she hid him for three months. Now, I don't know what it was like trying to hide a baby for three months um, because the cries alone um, are enough to wake up neighbors and friends. So I imagine it must have been challenging, but there was something in her that recognized something special about giving life. Um, and so because she loved him enough to hide him, again, defying the orders of the king, she gave him not only birth, but she gave him life. And I'm so grateful because as we make the choice to love beyond the limits of our prejudices, we have the opportunity to give others life. When we can love even in the midst of our frustration, even in the midst of our fear, when we can love and forgive, even when it seems hard to do that, we are giving life. Say to yourself, I'm a life giver. I am a life giver. I have the, the, the possibility. I have the courage. I have the tenacity to give life even in the midst of this pandemic. 
So we see Shipra and Puah giving Moses life by operating in courage. We see Jacobed giving Moses life by operating in love. But it didn't stop there. Miriam also gave Moses life. You know how she did it? She was bold. She came out in boldness. Can you imagine her watching her baby brother as he floats down the Nile uh, and Pharaoh's daughter sees him and, and calls for him? And she spoke up and said, listen, do you want me to go get a nurse uh, to nurse this baby from you among the Hebrew women? My God, what courage, the courage to speak, the courage to speak in defiance of the king. Remember, the king had said that every child was supposed to die. After it didn't work with Shipra and Puah, he commanded that every boy that was born should be thrown into the Nile River. Well, this mother didn't throw Moses into the Nile River, but they carefully placed him there. And then they didn't leave him off to fend by himself, but his sister Miriam watched him, found an opportunity to speak life, and that's exactly what she did. And in doing so, Pharaoh's uh, daughter responded, yeah, go get somebody to nurse. And don't you know, she went and got Moses's mother. And so Moses' mother, who thought she was only going to have three months with this baby, ended up having somewhere between three and five years after Moses was weaned. Um, and so we have these women who are around Moses, who are giving Moses life. Miriam gives life through courage and we can give life through courage. We have the power to use our tongues to speak those things that are not as though they were. We have the power to speak life and not death. We have the power to speak healing and not sickness. We have the power to speak that we will not let this pandemic crush our spirits or crush our hearts, but we will continue to dig deep and pull out the best of ourselves and let the best of us be discovered by us and then shared with the world. This woman was bold. She spoke without having permission and she spoke in defiance of the king to the own king's daughter. My God, I wanna encourage you to be a life giver and to do that by operating in boldness. Not only was it Shipron Puah, not only was it Jacobin, not only was it Miriam, but Pharaoh's daughter also gave Moses life. How did she do that? Well, first of all, she paid attention and saw this basket floating uh, in the river. And sometimes we just got to pay attention. Sometimes we miss some things because we're, we are so focused on what we're doing that we're not paying attention to the things that are going on around us. She could have been so focused on her bathing that she missed this basket. But she did not. She paid attention to what was going on, recognized and saw this basket, sent one of her attendants to get it. And then when it was brought back to her and she saw the baby and heard him cry, um, she had compassion on him. That's how she gave Moses life. She gave Moses life by being compassionate. Hmm. What does it look like for us to be compassionate in this pandemic what does it look like for us to recognize the needs of someone else and then make the decision that we are going to meet those needs? What does it look like uh, to recognize those who may not be doing um, as well as we are and to lift their spirits, to have compassion on them, not to be hard on them and tell them what they should be doing or where they should be. And if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you would be doing this or that. 
but to understand we all have vulnerable moments. We all have weak moments. We all have times when we are in need of help from our brothers or our sisters. Are we our sister's keeper? Are we our brother's keeper? Because if we are, we can show them love and give them life by operating in compassion. And so we have Shipra and Pua giving life through courage. We have Jacobed giving life through love. We have Miriam giving life through boldness. We've got Pharaoh's daughter giving life through compassion, but it doesn't stop there. Pharaoh's daughter had attendants and she sent those attendants and told them, go and get that basket for me. And you know what that attendant did? She went and she got that basket. She was responsive to the needs of those who were around her. She saw that she was being asked to go and get, she wasn't even in the water. They were on the bank. She had to get in the water to go get this basket. So she went out of her way to respond to the needs of someone else. And sometimes we can be so comfortable with where we are and so comfortable, not even um, in all of the wonderful things. Sometimes we can get comfortable in our misery. Sometimes we can get comfortable in our depression. Sometimes we can get comfortable in our loneliness. We can get comfortable in our frustration. But God is calling us out of that comfort zone so that we can recognize the needs of others and be responsive to them. What have you done for someone else in the midst of this pandemic, because you may not be able to give birth, but you can definitely give life. And I don't know about you, but in this season, I am making the decision that I'm going to be a life giver, that I'm going to hold the power of life and death in my tongue, that I'm going to give life by being bold and speaking truth to those things that would, would, would face me as a lie. I am going to be courageous. In, the, in spite of fear, in spite of the thing that would hold me back, moving forward in faith in spite of fear. I'm going to be a life giver by showing love, even to those who I don't think deserve it. Because sometimes, truth be told, if we were measuring other people and measuring ourselves the same way, the same way we would say they're difficult to love is the same way we would recognize that sometimes, you know what, I'm a little difficult to love as well. We can be life givers by being responsive to the needs of others. Um, we recognize that it is not over until it's over and we don't have to be paralyzed in the midst of this pandemic. We can still live, we can still love, we can still serve. Um, and so just at the moment, sometimes when you think it's over, is the very moment where God might intercede on your behalf. Just at the moment where Jacobed may have been fearful about giving birth, maybe that's when Shipra and Pua came in and allowed her to give birth to that baby. Just as the moment where she thought she was going to lose him forever by having to put him in the Nile, God interceded and gave her the opportunity to be able to nurse her own child and to get paid for for it, gave her more than she could have ever expected. We can be life givers, just like Pharaoh's daughter, by showing compassion to those who need it the most. We can be like that attendant and be responsive. We, in this season, can be a life giver. I don't know about you, but I just feel like saying it. Won't you say it with me? I am a life giver. I am a life giver. I will choose to give life to myself and to others in this pandemic because even when we get to our lowest point, there is an opportunity for us to go higher, 
and higher and higher. And that's what happened in this story. And that's actually what happened with Neo. Y'all remember him getting shot? His back was against the wall. He slouched down on the floor. There was no breath. There was no heartbeat. We thought it was over. But then there were people around Neo who gave him life. Morpheus, who said, do you want the red pill or do you want the blue pill? Gave him life. The Oracle, who warned him of a difficult choice he would have to make, choosing himself or Morpheus, gave him life. And Trinity, even when he flatlined, spoke power into his ear, confessed her love to him, and then told him to get up. And by telling him to get up, his heart started beating again. He came back and not only did he come back, but he came back stronger. He came back wiser. He came back better. He came back knowing exactly who he was and recognizing the power that was within him. And sometimes it takes us being pushed aside. Sometimes it takes us falling down to get back up again and to recognize that I'm getting up with more power than I fell down with. I'm getting up with more authority than I went down with. I'm getting up uh, with more hope, with more faith, uh, with more love than when I fell down. So this pandemic, I believe, as terrible as it is, as horrible as it is, as much devastation that it's causing, it is helping us to recognize the strength that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. It's helping us to recognize our power unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all I could ask or think according to that power that is at work in me. You've got power, not because I said it, but because God gave it to you, because you were born with it, because you've been living with it. And maybe you don't recognize the power that's in you, but now is your time to say, you know what? I'm stronger than that. You know what? I will not be defeated. You know what? I am a life giver. I am a warrior. I am a love revolutionary. I am a storm stiller. We have more power because of the God that loves us and the one who has placed everything in us that we need to come through this stronger than ever. Yes, there is fear. Yes, there is uncertainty. Yes, there is doubt. But on the other side of that, there is strength and there is power, and there is awareness. You know, and sometimes we look at ourselves and we say, you know what, I don't know if I wanna make that investment in my brother, in my sister, in my neighbor, because we don't know what the return is gonna look like. I can't imagine what these women were thinking when Moses committed murder, yeah? After all of these women gave him life, he still found himself in a situation where he was not able to control his emotions. And he killed uh, one of the Egyptians who was being very harsh and brutalizing uh, one of the Hebrews. And after he did it, he ran off because he was afraid that he would be caught and put to death. You know, and sometimes when we make an investment in someone, we may not see the return right away, but I invite you to keep on living. I imagine his mother was disappointed. I imagine Pharaoh's daughter who had mothered him was disappointed. I imagine his sister was disappointed. I imagine all of those people that gave him life were disappointed. But guess what? 
He kept on living. He kept on loving. He kept on serving. And by the time he was 80, he was leading a nation out of slavery and into the promised land. God chose him to do that work, even though he made a mistake. And so we recognize that our mistakes don't define us, but we recognize that we have the power and the authority to sow life, to give life, even when it doesn't look like we're going to get a return. Because if we keep on living, that return is going to come. They went from being disappointed to being proud. They went from disbelief to disbelief because of what God was doing in the life of Moses. And we have the opportunity of redemption because Today is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm so glad on today that God has called me to be a life giver. And so I give you life. I say be strong, be hopeful, be encouraged, be courageous, stand tall, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Recognize your strength. You are powerful, adaptable, unshakable. You are the beloved of God. God's spirit rests on you and in you, God finds favor. And because of all of that, you can be a life giver. You can be a life giver. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.